This is a recording of the speech on Friday night. Parshas Vayera Tavshin Pedalad. Shabbos. Find it hard to talk about anything aside from the matzah of an Eretz Yisrael, and this week is no different. As we mentioned in previous years, there are Rishayim that are willing to find fault. There are Rishayim are willing to find mistakes on the part of the Abbas HaKadoshim that are not mentioned within Chazal. And last week's Sadra, we have the three from the Ramban, in relation to Avram going down to Mitzrayim as a result of a famine, in relation to Avram putting Sarah into danger, and in relation to Sarah not behaving appropriately to Hagar, causing the enmity, as the Ramban says with Yishmael, to this very day. This week it's the Rajbam's turn, and the Rajbam famously says that the parsha of the Akedah begins, The Torah introduces the parsha of the Akedah by saying, Now, what does Achadvar Mo'ela mean? It means chronologically, it took place after the story of Avi Melech. Normally, we take the opinion of the Ramban then generally, we don't want to say we don't want to use as a tool unless we absolutely have to, like in the beginning of Bamidbar, we say that it's we say that it takes place in the second month, and yet, then we're learning about the Parsha of Korban Pesach in Parsha Ba'alois, which is taking place in the first month of the second year. How could that be? So obviously over there you have to say Mukta But the Ramban says if you don't have to say it, he much prefers not to say it. In this situation, there's no question about when it took place. Torah is situating it chronologically after the story that just immediately was mentioned. However, the Rashbam says that's not merely what it means. It's not simply a procedural point, it's not simply a chronological point, it's a substantive point. Says the Rashbam, you became haughty, Avram Avinu became haughty as a result of having a child. And therefore, Avram Avinu decided to make a treaty with Avimelech in order to ensure the safety of his child. But ensuring the safety of his child at the expense of land for peace, at the expense of causing problems for the Jewish people in the future by signing away the land, it's not appropriate. And therefore, as a result of that, Avram had to go through the Akedah. The Akedah was, in effect, a punishment for giving up the land of Eretz Yisrael. Now, obviously, the ramifications writ large in relation to whether or not land for peace is appropriate can be easily deduced and, and argued and adjudicated from this Rashbam. But that's not really the direction that I want to take it on. I want to take it on one of the justifications that is given to the idea that land for peace is appropriate or is okay. And that is in relation to pikuach nefesh. Pikuach nefesh is always used as a reason 
that one may, if one knew, that is to say, may not very have been appropriate in 93 or in 98 or in 2000 or any other time, because maybe there would be no issue in terms of the sign that there is, in fact, going to be a diminution, a reduction of Fikuach Nefesh. But let's assume that in hypothetical terms, one was able to ensure that there would be true cessation, removal of Fikuach Nefesh. Would it be advisable, would it be acceptable to give up land? There are those who say yes, and there are those who say no. And I'm not interested in getting into on that opinion right now. However, but the idea of pikuach nefesh itself, is pikuach nefesh something that applies in the topic of Yishev Eretz Yisrael? Is pikuach nefesh a, a bar plukta in the matter? Does pikuach nefesh have anything to do with this mitzvah? Because we normally say, Radhi Gemara Sanhedrin tells us, Nimnu v'gamar v'aliyas beit nitzvah v'alad v'lud. They decided in the attic of Beis Nitzah in Lud, that all, by the way, that's when we talk about attics, after of this week, we talk about the Aliyah of the Kir Katana, the small attic that they, that the uh, Shunamis, that their husband, they made for Elisha. Attics are, are, are places where Jewish leaders have spent their time learning, deciding halachas. So we have the Nimnu, Vigamu, Valiyas, Beit Nitzah, Belodi, Yushalmi also says in Psachim, Yushalmi says in Psachim in Paragimel, Halacha Zayin, the Nimnu, Vigamu, Valiyas, Beit Aris, Belodi. So there was another place, another Aliyah, Beit Aris, that was in Lod. So I guess there were different places in Lod, but they had addicts where they used to study and used to come up with halachic positions. We know about the Megam Leo, the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, and Parag Beis tells us that he had the Demos, Tzuris, Levonis, he had the, the images of the of the moon, right? For the for the Adam, when they would come, he would check them out, show them the various different um, shapes and forms of the moon that he had. And I'm not going to get into the tangential point of how is it possible to have pictures of the moon, 3D pictures of the moon. We also have the Mishnah in Shabbos. The Mishnah in Shabbos tells us that that uh, these were the halachas, the mission of the first parak tells the animal min halachas, ben ben gurian, right? That they had an aliyah belong to chanina mechizk. This is the situation with Meshamai, Mount Number, Beisilom. So many times you see that they were deciding questions in the aliyah in, in the attic. In any event, um, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, the number of places that the halacha is. Pikuach nefesh is doicha every mitzvah in the Torah. Every mitzvah in the Torah doesn't apply when there's a time of pikuach nefesh. The exception being that pikuach nefesh does not override. For that, you absolutely say that, yeah, you have to give up your life. But aside from the big three, we say, violate the mitzvah and do not. Let yourself get killed. So, what about Yishev Eretz Yisrael? As a mitzvah in the Torah, let's assume as a mitzvah according to the Rabbah, a mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Do you say that the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael? Do you say it's pikuach nefesh? Now, admittedly, not everybody holds that there's a mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. There are those that say that there is no mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. And it's not counted as a mitzvah by the Rabbah. There are those that say that the mitzvah was suspended. That the mitzvah was suspended either because of the shalosh um, or for other reasons, for example, the Taisa says 
in the end of Ksubis that the mitzvah um, or the halacha about a man who says, who I'm she doesn't want to go up to make Aliyah, he does, or he wants to make, she wants to make Aliyah, and he doesn't want. So the halacha is that the spouse can force the other spouse to make Aliyah. And if they don't want to make Aliyah, then effectively they have to be divorced. So the, if that's the halacha, that be able to force a spouse, which is meaning if a woman wants to make Aliyah and her husband's refusing, that she can force a divorce as a result of that, that means that obviously we're dealing with a daraisa. Because to uproot a marriage, to dissolve a marriage, you need something on the level of a very powerful reason to do so. So obviously, in the going up there to make aliyah must be on a on a daraisa level. Same way, um, we hold that if a kanani, an evid kanani wants to, an evid, he's mamish, your servant, but he wants to make aliyah. So the master either has to find the new owner for him or has to free him. So I says it's a mitzvah daraisa, but obviously you have another mitzvah daraisa. We should as well. So the idea that the Rambam didn't hold that it was with such a mitzvah we should as well doesn't seem to be the case because the Rambam Paskin is not halacha that a woman can force her husband or vice versa or every kanani can force the master. So obviously he held that there was a mitzvah we should as well. I why didn't he count it? So there are those who say he didn't count it because he thinks the Mitzvah is so, so fundamental that he, he didn't count it because it was one of the Mitzvahs that surround the whole Torah in, in Shurish Dal, the Ramam writes, and I'm going to say for our Mitzvahs that he doesn't count things that underlie the, entold, the entirety of the Torah. Others want to say that the reason the Ram didn't count it was because of the fact that, I look at the end of the day, that um, the the Mitzvah is already included in the in the mitzvah of wiping out the seven nations, and Shabbat counts as a mitzvah. So, obviously, by definition, you're only wiping out the nations in order to live the Rashtam Mesars, Vishaftam Ba. So, why do you have to count the Vishaftam? The Rashtam is you know, wiping out the seven nations and disinheriting them, killing them, is, is in effect doing the same thing. So, why does the Ram have to count it as a separate mitzvah? So, as we say, according to the Ramah, there is certainly a mitzvah you should write to Israel. Why didn't it count as a six thirteen? We can give them some of the various teachers that we just answered now. Um, according to the Taisus and the end of Ksubis, the Taisus and the end of Ksubis says that the mission of who I'm for he I'm she doesn't want to go up, or she wants to go up and he doesn't want to go up, that that doesn't apply anymore. Why doesn't that apply anymore? Taisus says because it's Sakanas Durachim. Taisus is not saying that it doesn't apply the Sakanas Nefashas in Eretz Israel. It doesn't apply Sakanas Durachim to get to Eretz Israel. But in, in once one is in Eretz Yisrael itself, that's not clear from Tesis. But presumably, if you're suspending the mitzvah because it's a kind of the drachim, then perhaps the mitzvah is suspended even in Eretz Yisrael itself because of the sakana. That is what I want to focus on tonight. So we have a minchas chinuch. The minchas chinuch and tafchav hey is a very famous minchas chinuch. The chinuch has a language that's not a hundred percent clear. It seems to suggest that the the killing of the Zion Amen is only when you can do so with security. Only when you do so when you're not in danger. Already the Biskarov pointed out that it obviously is referring to individual cases where an individual has the ability to kill a Kanani and not talking about the, the, the nation. But I don't want to I don't want to harbor too much on the language of the Khinach. It's a difficult Khinach to understand. But the Minchas Khinach is very clear. The Minchas Khinach says that when it comes to a war, it's normative in a war that people die. People always die in war. 
And the Torah says that you have to fight. You have to wipe out the seven nations. There was no, there was no guarantee when the Jewish people were going to Eretz Yisrael that they were going to be able to wipe out the seven nations without losing any fighters. They were going to lose. They were going to lose people. That's by definition what happens in war. And yet the Torah still commanded it. As the Minchas Chirach is citing on the, the Ramban, the famous Ramban in Parashat Nosei, the Ramban writes that there is no mitzvah in the Torah that's predicated on miracles, except for the mitzvah of Saita. Mitzvah of Saita is the only mitzvah that's dependent on a miracle. But everything else is normative. Everything else is the way the world, the rest of the mitzvahs in the Torah go in a normative way, as the way the world works. So if it's going on the way the world normatively works, the, the reality is that the, we don't expect miracles. If there's a war, there's a war. People die in war. That's what normatively happens. Says the So even though you say, all the mitzvahs in the Torah, except for the big three, and Avodah Zara says it's also the mitzvah of the Zion Amen, which I'm extending and saying it's not just the mitzvah of wiping out the seven nations. It's by definition, in part, perhaps, applies to the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz itself. That is, it could very well be that there is a separate mitzvah that wiping out the seven nations is not the same as the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Maybe it is a separate mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Maybe the two don't apply. Maybe Pekorach Nefesh only not, according to the Mechazan, only takes away, is only not going to be battered away in relation to the mitzvah of being, um, of waging the war, the waging the war against the Zion Amen. But maybe against each of Israel, it would apply. It's not clear for the Mechazan. I'm making the argument that the same way that people want to answer up the Rambam and suggest that just like the Rambam doesn't count the mitzvah of each because he already counted it when he said that there's a mitzvah to wipe out the seven nations. So, so too, there's not a separate mitzvah for, there's not a separate mitzvah for, um, for, for Yishev Eretz Yisrael. So the same way that Minchas Kerem is saying that part and parcel of Yishev Eretz Yisrael wiping out the seven nations, and that requires some sacrifice, or people are going to die, we don't say Pekorach Nefesh Yisrael, so so too by Yishev Eretz Yisrael as well. That is one aspect of one side of one territory one could say here. Additionally, the, 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 the Rav Kook and the Mishpat Kayan, Tshuva Kuf Mem Gimel, um, we had mentioned on Shavuos night, we mentioned Tshuva Kuf Mem Dal, if you recall, when we discussed Dinah the Machusa, so we discussed that there are some Chesirish Pais who want to say there's no Dinah the Machusa in Eretz Yisrael. Why Dinah the Machusa in America, we're not Dinah the Machusa in Eretz Yisrael. Why not? Why is there no Dinah the Machusa in Eretz Yisrael? Because they say it's not a Din Malach in Eretz Yisrael. What do you mean it's not a Din Malach in Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is the government. No, but it's not a melech. It's not a melech. So it doesn't have din the malchus. I don't want to get into the specifics of, of whether or not that's a good reading of the Gemara or not. I just wanted to say that the Rav Kook there and the Chuvah Kuf Mem Dalid says that any government that is chosen by the people to be the government is by definition din of the malchus applies to that narrative. Even if it's not a melech, as in the sense that you would find in Nazi. So in any event, this Chuvah Kuf Mem Gil, which is a Chuvah right before, Rav Kook tries to make the following argument. A little bit different than Mechaz Chinuch. He does not quote in Mechaz Chinuch. It's a different point. He says, says Rav Kook, that look, when it comes to Muhammad, when it comes to Hilchas Tzibor, one doesn't say Pikuach Nefesh. In the same way one does not individual. Pikuach Nefesh is an individual kind. It's an individual related halacha. It's a halacha that applies to, to people. It, it could be some people are in a, in a group. That's fine. But it's still individual related law. Pikuach Nefesh as a, doesn't apply on a national scale. 
it could be a lot of individuals, it could be a whole group of people, but Bikuach Nevesh would apply because that's not talking about Kalal Yisrael. But to Kalal Yisrael, Bikuach Nevesh doesn't apply. So if that's true, that's another possible way to say the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. It's a mitzvah on Eretz Yisrael. Right? It's a, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a mitzvah on Kalal Yisrael. Kalal Yisrael has to go and be Mekayim the mitzvah of knocking out the seven nations, of settling the land. Sure, maybe each individual has a mitzvah as well. But it's a mitzvah of the nation. Right? If each individual says he wants to make Aliyah, but there's no army, then how are you going to knock out the nation who live there? The only way you could do it is if you if you if you put if you gang together, if you form a coalition, you make an army of the tribes. The only way that's the only possible way that you can knock out the folks that are living there. So by definition, Cesar of Cook on the, on Claudius wrote writ large. On the nation of Israel, you don't say pikuach nefesh. So I would like to suggest that maybe from this, you can also say that the mitzvah Yishev Eretz Yisrael, it's understood not just as an individual mitzvah, but understand as an, understood as a national mitzvah, like the mitzvah wiping out the nations, like the mitzvah of settling the land. It's a mitzvah on the whole Klai Yisrael. Each individual person has a key of that mitzvah, but it's a nation, it's a national mitzvah. You know, say pikuach nefesh are national mitzvahs. So a different sugai, a different vart than the mechaskan. The mechaskan zvart is in relation to the fact that it's a war. In war, in situations like that, then there's no you don't say pikuach nefesh. Rav Kook is not saying that it's a vart of the war. It's saying it's a vart in who's the mitzvah toli on toli on on Yisrael. Yisrael, you don't say pikuach nefesh. So that's two possible ways. Now I'd like to suggest the other side of the uh, the other side of this equation. Now Rav Lichtenstein. I don't know how many times Rav Lichtenstein and, um, and, and Rav Salvechik on the one side agreed with Rav Shach on the other side. But in this situation, I think that they said very similar things. They would always say that the land of Israel is not worth the life of a Yid. And I don't think they meant it in a literal way. That is to say, I don't think that if you would have asked them, okay, so if I'm going to give up this settlement to save the life of a Jew, maybe they would say, okay. Maybe they would say, all right. But if you would say, okay, I'm going to give up the entirety of the settlement of all the Jews in the land of Israel for the life of a Jew, to save a Jew, I don't think they would have agreed. To save 10,000 Jews, I don't think they would have agreed either. To save all the Jewish people, maybe they would have agreed. I think there's probably a number in there where they, where they would um, you know, have different opinions. But to save the life of one Jew, to give up the land of Eretz Israel, obviously they wouldn't do it, by definition. Because living in the land of Eretz Israel is an umdun de muchach. That is Bikuach Nefesh. The, the, the Arabs who have been living there, um, our cousins, have been telling us with no uncertain terms for the last hundred years that they would like to kill us. They would like to cleanse the area between the river and the sea. And so therefore, it's very clear that this Bikuach Nefesh. So if this is very clear, it's an omnia de Mukha, that there's Bikuach Nefesh, to say that it's not Bikuach Nefesh, it's 100% not, not true. It's for sure Bikuach Nefesh. So the reality is that people don't move because Okay, we have to unfortunately lose certain people in settling the land of Israel. It's not always going to be peachy. It's not always going to be fantastic. It's going to be losses. But overall, the losses are small enough that it's worthwhile to do so. That's, in effect, what we are saying. That being said, Rav Lichtenstein brought down, this came out in the in the disengagement, in the back and forth that he had with Rav Shapira, you know, his son-in-law, Rabbi Sovetsky, about whether or not the, the Gaza disengagement that was appropriate militarily. That was not the debate. The debate was really more about listening to the army and, and obeying orders. But really, the fundamental point was a question on this on this Bikurach Nefesh idea. 
In other words, we're going to say that that in fact this engagement from Gaza would, would save lives. Not that it did. It, 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 unfortunately, we see what it did. But let's assume for a moment that it would have saved lives. So the question was, is that is that something that is valid, right? At the end of the day, you're, you're diminishing your Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Let's assume for the moment that Gaza is considered Yishev Eretz Yisrael, which is not necessarily so clear, but let's assume for the moment that it would be. If you're diminishing Yishev Eretz Yisrael because of Pikuach Nefesh, is that fine, right? Are you saying that Pikuach Nefesh is the Yishev Eretz Yisrael? So if you're listening to the Raya, the Gemara tells us in Chulun, in the beginning of Chulun, the Gemara says, Kitcher Hashem is Kitcher Hashem, the Shai Kitcher Hashem, why not? So the Gemara says, because why why didn't they want to why didn't they go back in the second temple period and go conquer these towns because right they wanted to let the the poor people in the sabbatical year have a place that they could still work the lands right because otherwise they're they would have to let the land life fallow so therefore they were not mechanish they didn't conquer it fully so therefore you see that you should act was for for bikuach nefesh, people mamish die. Right, it's bikuach nefesh. You see the doich yishev eretz yisrael, the doich yishev eretz yisrael for bikuach nefesh. Right, this is in a sense a similar argument about the hetem mechira. Right, because there was also bikuach nefesh and yishev eretz yisrael. You sign the land to a guy, you're diminishing the bikuach, you're diminishing the yishev eretz yisrael for bikuach nefesh. So this is an argument that Luchasni wanted to bring. Luchasni wanted to suggest that on the basis of this gemara, you see they could diminish yishev eretz yisrael for bikuach nefesh. I and everyone knows that I'm a, a ardent admirer. I've given out right the book of Rakshi Panecha at every occasion. I, I think this rise easily easily rebuffed. Why? Because we're talking about a situation where they conquered the rest of the land. We're not saying with Daicha Nefesh. We're saying with Daicha diminishing a part of Yishavaritisrofabikuach Nefesh. But What's the riot from here to go to the fundamental question? You're going to diminish the, the entirety of Yishev Eretz Yisrael for Bikuach Nefesh? That I don't think you see from here at all. Potentially, you see from here that you could diminish a part of the Yishev Eretz Yisrael, part of the mitzvah, a little bit of town, a few towns that they that they left over because of Bikuach Nefesh. So then you want to say, fine, Mercedes. So maybe, again, which I don't want to get into, maybe that would explain giving a part of Eretz Yisrael. But to give them the entirety of the Yishev, for Bikuach Nefesh, Mechitesh, you don't see that from this Gemara at all. The second Raya that's brought is, is the Raya from the Gemara that Rabbi Yechim and Zakai, the Gemara Gitan and Nunvav, the Gemara tells Rabbi Yechim and Zakai when he went to go meet Vespasian, right, effectively to give up, the, the to, to attempt to convince Vespasian to let go that and to save Hitesh, he in fact saved, right, the Yavn Chachamel. Right, he in fact was able to save the, the house of the Nasi, right, of Rabbi Gamliel, and the life of Rabbi So the Gemara tells us Rabbi Yechon Zakai is giving up on Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Right, says the says Rabbi Yechon It's Bikuach Nefesh. He's trying to save the lives of the Jewish people. He's trying to save the Torah. He's trying to save a lot of things. So you see, by giving up, by 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 making the peace, by letting the victor have the conquest. He's doing it for Pikuach Nefesh. So it's a riot that you're allowed to give up Yishev Eretz Yisrael for Pikuach Nefesh. Again, I don't see the riot at all. In that situation, what's he giving up? He's saving lives. But the, the giving up is already there. The Roman Empire is not losing the war. It's just a question of how many Jews are going to die before they win. 
So in that situation, so you want to say pikuach nefesh is doicha the the. The, make the peace treaty now, make the submission now, wave the white flag today so that more Jews don't die, fine. But it's not because Nevesh being dead in the midst of Yishevar Yisrael. The midst of Yishevar Yisrael has already been lost. The, the victory was already clear. It was just a question of how long the siege would continue. So I don't see how that's the Bechal Araya. The, the fundamental point on the midst of Yishevar Yisrael, by the way, as an aside, like what Moshe famously says in the Tshuva, the midst of Yishevar Yisrael is like a tzitzis, right? It's the midst of Kiyumis. Ramosha writes that in Evan Ezen in Chelagav, some of Bays, but he understands that you should write this all to right? So it's not a Mr. Darbon. He says that in another true when you're there. In Chelagimel, Kofchav Bays, Ramosha writes there very clearly that you should write this all to Mr. Darbon. It's not, it may be a very nice thing to do, but it's not a Mr. Darbon. It's a Mr. Darbon. And Mr. Darbon, but as a Mr. Kiyumas, if you go there, you're Mikhaim the Mitzvah. Fine. I'm not sure. I don't want to get into whether or not that is, in fact, the the understanding of Yishev Eretz Yisrael as a general matter. Again, as you say, Yishev Eretz Yisrael is on, a, is on a national matter. It's not just simply on individuals. But if it's on an individual level, it's a mitzvah kiyumis. That if, you, if you're going to be kaimit, fantastic. But if you're not a kaimit, it's not going to be a terrible thing that you didn't be a kaimit. In any event, what we see from here is that in relation to the question that some people want to suggest, that, oh, look, uh, living in the land of Eretz Yisrael causes Jews to be in danger, so therefore we should give up the land. It's absolutely absurd, utterly absurd. No one ever suggested that. What we can say is that part of either Yishevar Yisrael is by definition included within Bikulach Nefesh, or it's a national mitzvah that doesn't have any applicability to Bikulach Nefesh, or you could say that maybe Bikulach Nefesh is the aspect of Yishevar Yisrael, but not the fundamental idea of having a Yishuv, which should be Zerich to have the Yishevar Yisrael mitzvah, the Mikol Bimakayim, Mikol Tovka with the entirety, all of Klai Yisrael, Meher Yamein. Have a good chance.